Out of the Fire by Will Carlton. Read for LibriVox.org by Will Dodd. As told in 1880. Year of 71, children, middle of the fall. On one fearful night, children, we well-nigh lost our all. True, it wasn't no great sum we had to lose that night. But when a little's all you got, it comes to a blessed sight. I was a mighty worker in them air difficult days. For work is a good investment, and almost always pays. But when ten years' hard labor went smoking into the air, I doubted all of the maxims, and felt that it wasn't fair. Up from the east we had traveled, with all our household wares, where we had long been working, a piece of land on shares. But how a fellow's to prosper without the rise of the land, for just two-thirds of nothing, I could never understand. Up from the east we had traveled, me and my folks alone, and quick we went to working, a piece of land of our own. Small was our backwoods quarters, and things looked mighty cheap, but everything we put in there, we put in there to keep. So with working and saving, we managed to get along, managed to make a living, and feel considerable strong. And things went smooth and happy, and fair as the average run, till everything went back on me in the fall of 71. First thing bothered and worried me was long o' my daughter Kate, Rather a handsome creature, and folks all liked her gait. Not so nice as them sham ones in yeller-covered books, but still there wasn't much discount on Catherine's ways and looks. And Catherine's smile was pleasant, and Catherine's temper good, and how she come to like Tom Smith I never understood. For she was a morning glory, as fair as you ever see, and Tom was a shag-bark hickory, as green as green could be. Like takes to like is a proverb that's nothing more than trash, and many times I've seen it all pulverized to smash. For folks in no way similar, I've noticed again and again, will often take to each other and stick together like sin. Next thing bothered and worried me was long of a terrible drought, and me and all of my neighbors was somewhat down in the mouth. And week after week the rain held off and things all pined and dried, and we drove the cattle miles to drink, and many of them died. And day after day went by us, so handsome and so bright, and never a drop of water came near us, day or night. And what with the neighbors grumbling, and what with my daily loss, I must own that somehow or other I was getting mighty cross. And on one Sunday evening, I was coming down the lane, for meeting where our preacher had stuck and hung for rain. And various slants on heaven kept working in my mind, and the smoke from Sanders' fallow was making me almost blind. I opened the door kind of sudden, and there my Catherine sat, as cozy as a kitten, along with a friendly cat. And Tom was dreadful near her, his arm on the back of her chair, and looking as happy and cheerful as if there was rain to spare. Get out of this house in a minute, I cried with all my might. Get out while I'm a-talkin'. Tom's eyes showed a bit of fight, but he rose up stiff and surly and made me a civil bow and mogged along to the doorway with never a word a-row. And I snapped up my wife quite surly when she asked me what I'd said, and I scolded Kate for crying and sent her upstairs to bed. And then I laid down for a purpose of getting a little sleep, and the wind outside was a-howlin' and puttin' it in to keep. T'was half-past three next morning, or maybe twas nearer four. The neighbors came yelling and pounding at my door. Get up, get up, they shouted. 
Get up, there's danger near. The woods are all a-burning. The wind's blowing it here. If ever it happens, children, that you get catched sometime, with fire a-blowing towards you, as fast as fire can climb, you'll get up and get in a hurry, as fast as you can budge. It's a lively season of the year, or else I ain't no judge. Out of the dear old cabin, we tumbled fast as we could, smashed two-thirds of our dishes, and saved some four-foot wood. With smoke a-settling round us, and getting into our eyes, a fire a-roaring and roaring, and drowning all our cries. And just as the roof was smoking, and we hadn't long to wait, I say to my wife, now get out, and hustle you and Kate. And just as the roof was falling, my wife she come to me, with a face as white as a corpse's face, and where is Kate, says she. And the neighbors come running to me, with faces black as a ground, and shouted, where's Catherine? She's nowhere to be found. And this is all I remember, till I found myself next day, a lion in Sanders' cabin, a mile and a half away. If ever you wake up, children, with something into your head, concerning a handsome daughter that's lying still and dead, all scorched into coal-black cinders, perhaps you may not weep, but I rather think it'll happen. You'll wish you'd have kept asleep. And all I could say was, Catherine, oh, Catherine, come to me. And all I could think was, Catherine, and all that I could see was Sanders a-standing near to me, his finger into his eye, and my wife a-bending over me and telling me not to cry. When, lo, Tom Smith, he entered, his face lit up with grins, and Kate a-hanging on his arm as neat as a row of pins. And Tom looked glad but sheepish and said, Excuse me, squire, but I loped with Kate and married her an hour before the fire. Well, children, I was shattered. T'was more than I could bear. And I up and went for Kate and Tom and hugged them then and there. And since that time, the times have changed, and now they ain't so bad. And Catherine, she's your mother now, and Thomas Smith's your dad. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.